My name is Colin Mitchell and welcome to Sales Transformation, a daily podcast with the best moments from the most respected people in the sales world. The goal of this show is to give you a daily dose, weekends included, in 10 minutes or less to help transform the way you sell. I hope you enjoy today's episode and now to David to tell you what you can expect in today's episode. Okay, we have three keywords for today. Preparation, recommendation, compensation. How do you prepare in investing to a new sales hire? Where do you find the best salespeople? How much do you have to compensate for your employees' referrals? These are three key items that Nigel Green covers today. And you'll find out more of his insights by tuning in to this latest episode of Sales Transformation. We all have biases, whether we want to admit it or not. So knowing what they are is kind of the first step of being able to check those at the door as part of your hiring process. Um, But I want to touch on a couple things that you said. One of them being prepare, right? Which is the step that a lot of people skip. And why do you think that is? And what are some things that, you know, sales leaders can do to better prepare and make sure that they don't skip that step? Well, I think the the reason they skip the step is they make a lot of assumptions, assumptions in the area about what they know, what the leader knows about how the job is done. Okay. So, um, if, so if you, if you sold for your company that you now lead in, or if, if you sold a number of years ago and you now lead sales for an organization, I would bet a lot of money that how the company you represent sales now looks very differently than, than when you actually sold, even just a few short years ago. So we think we know what good sales looks like, but we haven't done it in a very long time. So we go into this process, and that, that's just one example of an assumption that we make. We also, I tell you, I see this in a lot of uh, early stage companies where the founder does a lot of selling, and then they're going to hire their first salesperson. They assume wrongfully that the person that they hire will be able to sell the same way the founder does. That doesn't really work. So we, we, the reason why we skip it is because in our head, we think we know what needs to be done every day, at what cadence in order to be successful, but we are out of touch with reality. So that's, that's one of the first problems. The second problem is that we let the tyranny of the urgency stop us from doing the hard work. Okay, I heard Andy Stanley say this today. He said, if you wanna do more, get better at less. So that's one of the leadership tenets that we think that we've got to be quick and go and start hiring these people. But really what we need to do is pause and say, if this rep that I'm about to invest all this time and energy into, into recruiting and training and onboarding, if they're going to be successful in a year from now, what do I need to see in the first 30 days, first 90 days, what do I need to see from them at six months? And maybe it's a set, it probably is a combination of a set of behaviors, a set of attitudes, and then a sort of quali- quantifiable objectives at certain periods of time. Then I need to take all of that work. And I need to write a job description that's very clear about what I need you to do today. 
what I need you to do this week. And, and not just what I need you to do, but how I need it to be done. And then another problem that they make, and we'll talk about this in preparing, is they don't have a recruiting strategy. They go into it and they say, well, we'll post a job on LinkedIn or we're going to hire a recruiter without thinking through and doing a, a fearless inventory of all of the ways you could find a candidate. And so oftentimes we miss the best candidates or unnecessarily have a longer screening and interviewing process because we neglected a recruiting channel that could have produced faster and better results for us altogether. Mm. And so what it, what would be a channel that could give you faster, better results that people underestimate or don't typically utilize? Because I don't know if you just post a job on LinkedIn or on the job boards, like the amount of response that you get can be overwhelming, right? And if you're not prepared, you're going to miss out on talent that, you know, maybe you should have take, taken a look at or never well, even I considered. Well, uh, I want to address that, that tactic all in, in itself, posting jobs. What, what makes hiring for sales incredibly difficult is, is two reasons. And one is I think it, it's a truth that it, it's hard to hear, especially uh, if you are a salesperson that is looking for a job. You, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. The best salespeople don't apply to jobs. And the reason they don't apply to jobs is because they're busy being successful <laughs> at their current job. Yeah. They don't need a job. Okay. And so if I made you mad, I'm sorry, but it's probably true. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking for a job, I can tell you, you from my own experience, a, some of the best people I've hired have been people that I sought out. You know, I, I'm, so I'm not scared it, to go outbound on looking for a good sales rep. So the, the best talent is found being busy and productive at someone else's company. Okay. So let, let's, let's, that's an unmutable truth. Now within that truth, one of my favorite sources is going to my customer and saying, who is the best sales rep that calls on you? And I don't care what they're selling you. Who gets your attention and tell me why and will you introduce them to me? And if I had them come work for me, would that be a good outcome for you? And I cannot tell you the amount of free referrals to really good salespeople from my customers. Uh, that's, that's a nugget right there. I, that's something I've never considered. So, I mean, and, and, and you're getting... The re you're getting the reference from the right source, right? Like, you know, if you ask people on your team, you're probably going to get some, some decent recommendations, but you know, maybe there's a recruiting bonus in there. There might be some other, you know, initiatives might be a friend of theirs. Like there might be some, some other things going on there, but to ask a customer that's, you know, clearly had a good experience and deals with sales reps on a regular basis, who would be a good addition to your team? I can't think of anything better than that. Well, and then you talked about uh, asking your, you know, asking for an employee referral. And, and I talk about this a little bit in the course and say that the reason why the re employee referral program, why most of them suck is because the bonus isn't worth your employee's time. Okay. So if you're going to go pay a recruiter 20 to 25% of that employee's first year salary, why in the hell wouldn't you pay one of your existing sales reps or any employee in the company, the same amount. It's all at risk. It's meaning that your agreement with the recruiter is contingent. It's contingent on that recruiter delivering a candidate that you deem worthy of hiring. And typically there's a contingency period, meaning that they have to be successful 
or they're on the, 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 the recruiting entities at risk for the first 90 to 120 days, why wouldn't you offer the same thing to your sales team? Most companies don't. They give some nominal $500, $1,500 bonus, and it's just not worth your salesperson's time to even make a recommendation. Or, you, 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 whether you know this or not, you come off as cheap or insincere to your own existing sales team saying, oh, Nigel's going to give me a whopping 1500 bucks to go hire this $200,000 a year employee. Go pound sand. I got other things to do. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense. If you, Why wouldn't you offer the exact same compensation that you would to a recruiter, to, to your own employees? Make it worth their time. Make it actually matter. Yeah, no one, yeah, yeah, no one does it. All right, so we talked a little bit about the things that people can do to prepare, right? And, and one thing that kind of stuck out is I think a lot of people don't prepare and skip some of these steps because, you know, maybe they're rushing things. You know, they're, they're, they're feeling pressure from investors. They're feeling pressure from the board. They're feeling pressure because they, they made some bad hires and they feel like they need to quickly replace those. Whatever the case is, um, and, and you've said, you know, that, People need to actually slow down and pause a little bit and properly prepare to make some good hires. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the show, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And we hope that you'll tune in again tomorrow as we are here for you every day, weekends included, to help you transform the way you sell.